0: You cannot teach without understanding a little bit of what you're teaching, right? right so right. when I started doing this, it was because of that, because I wanted to learn. And, and and it sounds weird. By teaching, I was actually learning because I was forcing myself to deeply understand how this thing works. And then I can explain it to other people. Once I understand it, then I, I'm able to, to put it in a way that other people can understand it too. So that's... In a way, it's my my personal way of learning by teaching others. It it forces me to understand things.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Sederholm, your host, and this is episode 34. And we're chatting today with Pablo Stanley. Pablo is lead designer and co-founder of Carbon Health. He's originally from Mexico and is based in San Francisco. Uh, he gives design workshops and shares uh, design tutorials on YouTube as Sketch Together. He has a design podcast in Spanish called Cha Cha Cha. He writes an amazingly creative and uh, informative web comic uh, called The Design Team, and he's just an all-around uh, talent powerhouse. And it was uh, it was really. Awesome to talk to to Pablo today um, about a lot of different things. Um, growing up in Mexico, what it was like um, as a designer. Growing up in Mexico and coming to the U.S. and uh, something really close and near to near and dear to my uh, heart is uh, the idea of learning by teaching and not having to be an expert before you start sharing. Your knowledge and your journey on, on learning things. So I think we we go into quite a bit on that. It's really inspirational. Um, super great episode. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love it. This week's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours with Wix. We'll be talking more about Wix later on in the episode. I also want to again mention uh, Hangtime Seattle. This is Dribble's big. Uh, one-day event in Seattle on May 15th. Tickets are available uh, at a discounted uh, price right now, so you're going to want to go grab tickets while they're available. We've got quite a schedule planned for Hangtime Seattle. Uh, Lots of cool guests and speakers and activities and an after-party, and you're going to want to come hear uh, Aaron Droplin speak and – uh, dana tanamachi and nathan yoder and koi vin among many others but for now let's uh, move on and listen to our chat with pablo stanley
0: to whoever is like uh, starting and design or starting i think on anything and wants to work with a team in, in, in the future and just uh but uh, get some understanding of how to work together with uh, other people that have a common goal, I always say like, Hey, start a band, you know, start Mm -hmm. a band. And, and it, I mean, in retrospect, it, I understand all the things that I learned by having a band, you know, when I was uh, starting as a teenager and all those things, obviously in, in the moment, I didn't know that I was, that this was going to be helpful and useful and and, and in the future of me, but in in the present, I remember just like a, if you have a band, you have to like overcome all the differences that you have. You know that uh, probably the drummer likes heavy metal, and yeah, uh, and that's their their thing. And the uh, guitarist uh, really likes uh, Latin music, and then but. At, at the end, you have to find a common thing, you know, and you have to find something somewhere in the middle where everyone is satisfied and everyone's happy and everyone's enjoying what you're doing. And, uh, I, I think that's something that I learned as, uh, as, as being in the band, you know, that I, and you have to be persistent. You have to be really, be really, uh, uh, good at like practicing that if you want to, to do good in a show where you present your music, where you, you are exposed and you're vulnerable in a stage in front of people with a microphone. Uh, you want to practice a lot. You, <laughs> you want to uh, uh, become great at your craft, you know, and you only mm-hmm. do it by just like being really good at, with is scheduling and being really good with communication where you're, with your band and well, and, and, and I see a lot of parallels with just like working with a team, you know, with a product team where you have uh, different roles in a team where it's the uh, front end. It's the designer is the product project manager or the product manager or and the engineer and the back end, and all these people that are working towards the same goal. And probably there's a lot of differences between them. Uh, but, but, but at the end, they, they all are trying to, uh, play some tunes in front of people you know <laughs> and and yeah. they want to do a good job at it and and they want to be proud of what they're doing and that's uh that's something that i always say like hey if you have the time like i mean it doesn't have to be a band for me it was a band and because I, I i suppose i'm the creative type of whatever that means but some people it's just <laughs> like a i don't know that they're, they're probably into sports so well join a team you know join a team and and, and mm-hmm. actually learn a it's another thing that you will have to to practice a lot to become good, and 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 not practice by yourself, but also learn how uh, the the rest of the team like works and what do what do they like, and how does that uh, affect you, and how can you help them reach their goals? Because if they reach their goals, it, you can also they can also help you reach your goals too. And uh, I don't know. I always. Is this is this dumb? It's just like yeah, start a band, and it and if you start a band, (laughs) start a punk rock band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, I would agree with that. (laughs) This is this is a a
1: brilliant uh, connection, to be honest, because I I've always found this thread of you know musicians being designers and and the creative type, like you said, or just being creative, and I had never thought of it as you know playing music together with people can you know be a good practice for designing together uh that's really interesting i think you're yeah. right too i think it does it does it does having that skill does prepare you for having this creative goal at the end but then having different people with you know sometimes different um you know different tastes you know yeah. be part of the same machine that's really
0: yeah. that's really cool yeah, and, the... and uh and i don't know if this happened to you but uh at least uh I ha- i've had a, a couple of bands in the past and uh, like pond rock bands and rock bands and different types of bands and i uh, i uh it, it sounds like you probably are a drummer uh but uh usually drummers would be kind of uh I don't know. They were kind of snowflakes. Is that how you say it? Snowflakes. Where it's just like you <laughs> have to be very careful with the trauma and not hurt their feelings because the trauma, <laughs> it, it, and that's another thing, they know they're, they're super important. They know it. They know that if the band is nothing without the drummer, you can play, you can go to a show. I mean, and more if you are in a punk rock band, that's one of the things that you can go in a show and it's just like, hey, one of our guitar uh, or guitarists is missing, but it's okay. We're going to play it because we're punk rock. Let's do it. (laughs) But you cannot do that without a drummer. You know, you cannot just go. Out you're there, right. without because then what is it? You, it's, you need that beat. And you, They know they're really important, and you have to take care of them. So sometimes, if you're a drummer, stop being a, a jerk, you know. And uh, and a, I suppose <laughs> like, don't be a drummer in your team too. Uh, sorry, be the drummer, but don't be <laughs> a jerk drummer because drummers are really important, and they're the ones that keep the beat. And like also like I'm, I'm, I'm I've been doing a lot of uh, cumbia music, and it's just like Latin music. And now the yeah. drummer, the one that the note that know that, uh, that is really important in Latin, at least, is the one that plays the wiro, the widow, and the maracas. And ah, those
1: those the, people the, are usually the wiro is the um, it's got like a, a wooden ridge thing that
0: you scrape yes. something off. Yeah, 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 it can be yep. it can be wood or it can be metal, and you you pretty much just like uh, grab a stick, and, yeah. and it just. Rugged uh, surface, and you just like scrape the stick on that, right? Yes, (laughs) yeah. And and then it it creates that sound. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they don't know this. They don't know this because it it looks so. I mean, uh, when you look at a band, you you see the person that, that is playing the maracas in you don't have, you as the audience, you probably don't have m- as much respect to the person playing the Maracas as you have to the drummer or to the, the <laughs> one singing, you know, <laughs> right. uh, you just see right. the Maracas. It's just like, Oh, just someone that is there, but they're super important. The, the band, the Latin band is nothing without those guys. They mm-hmm. are the ones keeping the beat and they don't know how important they are. And they're the, the coolest people in the Latin. It's just like they're keeping the party going, but they don't know how important they are. And so they, uh, and, and they're okay, just playing the maracas. They're play, just playing the weed and doing that yeah. towards the whole song. And I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to say that uh, they're probably you're really important. Don't just don't act like uh, like that. Don't 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 yeah. be a jerk about that. So maybe the, the
1: people that the people that play the maracas in the Euro, like they're great. They're a good example because they, like you said, they don't know that they're important, but yet they are. So that's probably yeah. something to strive for. Yeah, um, and, yeah.
0: And, and you've got to tell your Maraca player, hey, thank you. You're really important. And they yeah. have to know, you know? And, and and also do that with your team. Uh, you have to, uh, that person that was probably uh, uh, fixing that little detail and probably those things that uh, get overlooked and, and they don't get the, uh, I don't know, they, they don't get the price at the end. They, they don't get uh, to say, you uh, i don't know like uh, re- rewarded at the end you have to tell them like hey you, this thing was really important and you uh uh thank yeah. you for that oh that's great i mean it's so true it, going
1: back to what you said earlier about the fact that the drummer is super important in, in punk music or rock music or whatever um totally agree with that and uh it's almost like it's not it's not a real show if if there's no drummer there, yeah. <laughs> like it's an acoustic yeah. set or something. Yeah, um, well, uh, unless you're unless you're Billy Bragg, who I've, I saw <laughs> once and he does he's got like electric guitar, but there's no other instruments really. You know, oh, and yeah. he's live and it's like and it, and it and he and it was good and I think it's because he's just so forceful, he's got so much rhythm going. But but you're oh, right, yeah. and, you know, like uh, it is it is super important, and uh, I can I can vouch that we are snowflakes
0: and uh yeah yeah when when you're playing you got to check your ego you know check yeah, your ego totally. leave it behind because you're part of the team you're part of a you're part of uh some of the other people that have different goals and and your goals are important but theirs are too how do you how do you find people that
1: can check their ego or do you, or maybe that's just a way of like, yeah, is there a I, way to suss that out when you're when you're interviewing or Oh, trying
0: man. people out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I suppose like uh, you get it right away when they, you start hearing them, and and they say they talk a lot about themselves, and they don't talk about the team. Mm-hmm. They talk about yeah. what they accomplished, what they did, and they use they usually use more I than we. Uh, that's mm-hmm. like a. I mean, that's that's a, a, a common thing that probably you can use is to filter out people that might. Uh, that their ego is uh, still uh, probably not in check. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's just like those little things where you, you realize that they, uh, they they care more about their goals than the goals of the team, that uh, mm-hmm. they, they care more about their role in the bus and not everyone that was in the bus that, and, and where they were heading. Mm. In, in the interviews you're asking me, I suppose, it's, it's just that they, they talk a lot about themselves and not a lot about what the, the team accomplished and what they learn from that? Yeah, so I
1: suppose I think that's a, that's a really simple way of of figuring that out, uh, and and that's more of like a sort of like a gut gut reaction kind of thing where you you know you get yeah. a feel for someone just by just by talking with them. It's not necessarily about let's do a project and try out. It's more about personality, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, this does this, this one are one of the. Uh, soft skills right are, are really hard yeah. to uh, teach and and as uh the hard skills like uh learning how to use this program or learning how to uh to do this uh type of prototyping or type of animation or like this right. tool or this uh process those are i think things that are easy to teach but uh the mm-hmm. soft skills are really hard so if you're when you're going through the uh hiring process and the interviewing like, you, you got to be sure that, uh, that person, uh, is, it's going to have those, uh, I don't know, like those things checked, you know, that, uh, they're yeah. going to to be a good team player. Uh, but, Definitely. but at the same time, I, I have to say that it's, uh, it's always good to, to help the individual, you know, once you're in a team, we all have our dreams and aspirations and it's, it's good that, uh, you are aware of those uh, those things that, that not just yours, but the, those aspirations from your team, from what what do you want, what, did, what do you do after work, and and, uh, and it sounds like uh, sometimes it's, it's cliché not to talk about those things. So work and uh, and life uh, are there's a hard line between them, and 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 I think there's yeah there should be a line, uh, but sometimes it's good to to know those things because then you understand like hey, this person was probably late. Uh, that meeting in that meeting uh, because I don't know. There's probably problems uh, at home, or there's probably uh, his uh, wife is pregnant and he has to uh, be on top of that. And you know, it's, it's just like knowing about those little things, uh, a little bit of personal. Then it makes gives you a little bit more empathy for your team, for your teammates, and you understand what they're going through. And then you don't make assumptions. You know, you don't make assumptions. Just like a oh. It's, like probably, like I was making assumptions of my jerk drummer. Probably didn't understand my drummer enough to understand why he was such a snowflake. <laughs> uh, probably something back at home that, or probably at school that was bothering him, and uh, he just wanted to. Uh, I didn't understand that. Probably I was a jerk. Damn it! Now I'm, I'm, having, I'm having this realization now. Probably I was a jerk. I was a bully. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no,
1: I don't think so. You sound uh, incredibly empathetic and I, I kind of want to work for you now. Um, but, but in, in along those lines too, like I, I think, you know, you, you've sort of been incredible at sharing things, uh, sharing your thoughts and process and, um, you know, online with, with um, sketch together and also the, the the design team, which I'm a big fan of uh, your, your sort of comics that
0: are yeah they're
1: super great and and they're sort of a commentary on designer life you know and and, uh but not only that i think that you know i'm looking at this one in particular i think it's your latest one um how to efficiently design everything at the last minute 12 (laughs) steps to procrastinate like a professional but not only is it funny and entertaining and it looks amazing and but you also at the end you know you sort of go into how did i create this and you got the steps and and how you did it in, in Photoshop and how do you animated, it? And I found that completely fascinating. Um, so you're giving a lot of yourself free freely, really. I mean, um, so I was, I was wondering if we could dig into that a little bit cause you know, how, how this project started and, and then, you know, is, is, is sort of sharing the process important for you?
0: Yeah. 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 So, uh, talking about sharing, I, I think, uh, I, I totally believe the whole idea that, a hey, you share, you, you're open about what you do and how you do it. And, and that's going to, to help you understand better what you're doing. Actually, it's uh, me sharing. It's, I, I do have some selfish uh, purposes behind this. And it's uh, because it, it helps me learn better. And probably uh, mm-hmm. by being open, I let other people be more open to it. And probably I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So, and, in a way, it's uh, is that's that's a selfish uh, part of it, right? Whereas uh, I also want to to learn from others, and and also like when you're when you're sharing when you're sharing your process, when you're opening the box and telling everyone, look look what I did, then you're you're being vulnerable, right? You're yeah, being uh, sure. you're opening up yourself, and and uh, then it kind of uh, uh, it helps you like be on the mindset that I number one, you have to be more careful about what you do too, you know, and you have to understand it better. If you're going to share it with other people, then you have to re- deeply understand what you're doing because mm. then you cannot teach without understanding a little bit of what you're teaching, right? right so right. when I started doing this, it was because of that, because I wanted to learn. And and, and it sounds weird, by teaching, I was actually learning because I was forcing myself to Deeply understand how this thing works, and then I can explain it to other people. Once I understand it, then I am able to to put it in a way that other people can understand it too. So that's mm-hmm. in a way, it's my it's my personal way of learning by teaching others. It, it forces me to understand things. It's <laughs> great. I I feel the
1: same way exactly. You're, I'm sort of nodding. You can't see me here, but I'm nodding as at, to everything that you just said and in my own experience i it's the same thing i you know written some books about web design and that was really an excuse to just force myself to learn this stuff enough to yeah. be able to explain it and, and and not i think the the important thing and i we'll see if you agree but it's important to not feel like you need to be an expert before you oh,
0: share y- yes i totally agree with that that that's another thing too because uh you don't want to then you can get into that that uh, cycle of uh, not doing anything and not sharing anything because you get too afraid to show something and you, you, you only feel like you can share it until it's perfect and until you feel like you're capable enough to do it. So there has to be some part of it, allow yourself to be vulnerable and expose yourself. Uh, there has to be that too, you know, yeah. where... In, and, and be open also about that. Hey, I don't know everything. This is what I know. And probably you can help me understand better, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. you have to, to be, uh, comfortable with being, uh, with that level of um, uncomfortableness, yeah. <laughs> so, be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. because, uh, you, you will have to be, you know, uh, uh being out there, you'd, you don't, you don't know everything and you have to accept that. And you have to accept that it's a, uh, that, that little voice in your head that is telling you, Hey, you're not good enough. Hey, you, this is uh, you're not even an expert. Why are you, are you even sharing this? Uh, there's better people than you. That's that voice is always there. I don't know if it's for you too, but it's always there in my head. And it's always telling me, trying to bring me down. And I'm like, you know what? Yes. And I and I listen to the voice. And tell, you know, you're right. I'm not the best. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an expert yet, but I'm trying to, I am i don't know. I'm trying to reach out to the experts. Probably the expert will, will, will be more open to, uh, to share their knowledge. If I share my unexpert knowledge first, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and, and, and that's something that I, that I think that sometimes that little voice that is trying to bring us down sometimes it's too no, too noisy and too loud in our heads, and we let it control what we do. And uh, uh, and I always try to tell people also, like, don't let it control. Don't let it. Don't give it the the, the driving seat because then you are in a path where it, it's you're going to be uncreative. You're going to be uh, closed-minded. You're going to be uh, uh, someone that doesn't grow and doesn't learn because you you're letting that voice that fear control what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I, I find too that learning from people that aren't experts or at least don't come across ex, as experts and, and don't have a condescending sort of talking down nature is more enjoyable to learn from anyway. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, mean, I just, yeah, I, I find that I absorb, I absorb all that far far better uh from that sort of uh from that perspective
0: makes sense yeah
1: yeah and i i love i love the way we started this by the way I, normally i i make this formal like okay i'm gonna press record and uh <laughs> i'm gonna say welcome to overtime and we just started talking and to be honest it was it was much much better that way oh I that's, think. Cool. So, that's cool cool you- yeah, that, that was just uh, amazing. All, all that stuff we were you were just saying
0: is is great. It's gold. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to overtime. There you go, Dan. <laughs> with Dan and Pabs. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: Pabs. Okay, so so Pabs is is, is that what people call you uh, that, that that are friends? Uh, with?
0: No, just pop up. I, I mean I, I I just call myself Pabs, and and whoever likes, I love, I love let's, it. yeah anyone that wants to call me paps i I welcome it i like it really okay i'll I'll do that i'll call you (laughs) cool Um, yeah
1: so so um tell me about your you know where you grew up and your upbringing and i know you're in san francisco now is that is that correct yes but i wonder how you how you got there and how you um your path to as a designer i know you're a musician so there's there's some of that in there but
0: yeah so well i was born in mexico and uh, in the north part of Mexico, in Baja California, in a, a little town called Mexicali, Mexicali, mm. and uh, and it's it's a combination of Mexico and California because we're in, right in the border. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. It, it's uh, yeah very clever. Whoever came up with that name, Mexicali, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a I, I say a little town, but it's a it's a city. It's actually the capital of Baja California. And it's uh, it's, oh. it's it's kind of an industrial city, so there's a lot of factories and a lot of uh, a lot of actually American factories that uh, go there for production because uh, labor, uh, it's a little bit uh, well, it's it's much cheaper, I guess. Over there, they took our jobs. So yeah, <laughs> when you hear they took our no. jobs, it's it's a lot of those jobs are actually Mexicali. <laughs> oh gee,
1: well I, I I'm I'm all for it. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Uh that that's that's cool. It's so in Baja California is um it, it's like a
0: long peninsula, right on the on the west on the Pacific. Correct. So it's yeah. uh it's gotcha. a, um, uh well California. If if you were to keep going down California, then you will get to Baja California. Right. Baja is uh means like I suppose like the lower California. That's Baja that's oh, yeah. what it means in, in, in Spanish. Ah yeah, so it was okay. This is good. Lower California. That's that would be lower, probably lower the translation. And uh, lower California. Next. Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, and, and I mean, California used to be uh, part of Mexico, so that's why it was called like that, I guess. And back in the day, back in back up over when Texas and, and California were part of Mexico, and then we yeah, sold it for right. pennies. Uh, yeah, and, and and I'm from there, and I uh, being in the border, uh, I suppose. Uh, it, being on the border of, of Mexico and the United States, you get a little bit of boat, I guess. And, yeah. and it, I don't know if I'm the only one. And I, I think it, it's there, there are a lot of people like me uh, living on the border. They have this uh, a little bit of a, uh, we see ourselves a, a little bit different from other Mexicans. as in uh, not, not as better or worse. It's more like uh, we're just like a little bit different because we have a, a, a huge influence for our American culture because we're mm, right. because it's just that our geographic location you know and and we're just right. like close to the United States and uh, and when you grow up in so close to the United States then uh, one way of uh, making it uh, what you see is uh, you see the United States as this uh, uh, as the opportunity. If you, if you work in the United States, if you make it in the United States, then you make it in life. You know, that's a, that's kind of like a, a common thing that mm-hmm. we all understand that is because uh, mm-hmm. the United States is such a, it's a first world country. And, and just like by some steps, by offense is, is, is dividing a third world country with a first world country. So you always try to, we're just like looking at the United States and it, we want to be like you. We we want to live over there. It's just like things look so much better on on the other side, and mm-hmm. and you uh you grow up with that mentality. At least I I grew up with that mentality, and that and that was part of my culture. And uh, in a way, you you kind of it kind of messes you up to be honest, <laughs> because yeah. Uh, yeah. then you uh you you have this uh kind of a identity crisis sometimes. If if you don't you're not able to deal with this, where you. you well, you're uh, you're Mexican. You're ne- not an American, but you want to be an American. And being so close to the border, even Mexicans don't consider you uh, uh, such a Mexican, like Mexican enough, no, you Mexican. know, because yeah, you're right. you're a malinchista. We even call a we have a name for that. La malinche was uh, was kind of a, I suppose is the Amer- the Mexican version of Pocahontas. Where uh, the, La Malinche actually uh, she got uh, uh, involved with Hernan Cortes and she actually helped Hernan Cortes conquer uh, the Aztecs, the Aztecas. Uh-huh. and okay. So being now uh, her her uh, her image can be synonymous with someone that that is uh, that commits treason. That someone that it goes to the other side, and because the other side looks so tempting and so much better, that uh, uh, betrays their own culture and their own uh, country. So, so, so yeah, people in the <laughs> on from where I am, uh, sometimes we get to be called that uh, malinchista, uh, uh, and, and that's a really well, that's a really bad thing, you know, because we uh, we are tempted by the American way, the American way of life. And, and 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 so we are not uh, as faithful and as patriotic to Mexican culture, you know. But on the other side, <laughs> we also well, uh, we have always understand that we are uh, as Mexicans we're not we're not very well accepted in the United States either. So we're kind of in limbo, you know, uh, because in the United States, well, it's uh, Mexicans are are perceived in, at, at least and for a lot of people it's just like someone that is are taking our jobs or uh, they are here to uh, as rapists think criminals by some people who consider yeah. us and yeah, so many apologies for, for that stuff uh no, I, <laughs> Jeez. no and, I, yeah. and i think it's it's just uh it, it, it yeah it is really hurtful you know when you yeah. when you think uh, things are getting better and then you get someone that riles up and, and then uh, wakes up all these, uh, I don't know, those things that you thought were not there anymore and that, that you thought they were getting better. And then you realize like, oh, you know what? Yeah, apparently there's still people that don't want me to be here, <laughs> that don't like mm. my my people. And uh, anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, from where I'm from, I I grew up a little bit in, in, in that part. But you overcome those things. And then actually those are the things that can make you stronger, you know? And I think uh people from Mexicali, from Tijuana, people from Juarez, they feel that. Where hey, we yes, we are different, but we that's something that makes us uh I don't know, that's our superpower that we are able to be different from everyone else. And I think we are able to navigate both worlds and understand both cultures and uh and and at the same time create our own so that's a uh, that's something that I'm really proud of and for the longest time it's something that uh you have to deal because you you want to be accepted in both sides and but then you realize like no I have my own thing mm-hmm. I am I am what I am and that's okay anyway I'm from Mexicali. <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs>
1: This week's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. With Wix, the web is your playground. Start with a blank slate and design your website in any layout you want. Work with advanced features like retina-ready image galleries, custom font sets, and sophisticated design effects. Each feature is intuitive to use, so you're in control from design to live. With Wix, you'll have real creative freedom to tell your story online exactly the way you've envisioned it. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours. Go to wix.com slash dribble to get started today. That's wix.com slash dribble. Wix, what will you create? I love it. Yeah. And so, and was there, you know, growing up there, was there, um, you know, design in your life uh, growing up
0: in in Mexicali? Yeah. So, when I actually uh, uh, finished high school, I was, well, what am I going to do, right? Uh, when I was about to finish high school and, and what I was going to study, there was no design school anywhere near uh, Mexicali. Uh, and, and I was actually going to be a physicist. I was going to study wow. uh, mathematics and, and physics. And that's something that I, that I was like, okay, I can study that. And I would have been a scientist, a mad scientist, I guess. Um, <laughs> but suddenly the uh, uh, the design uh, uh, we call it career. The uh, design university uh, opened a club, like a, a program for for design. I was like, oh crap! Just exactly as I was exiting <laughs> high school. So I was like, hey, you know what? I've always liked drawing stuff and I've always liked uh, creating posters and stuff. I I mean, back then I was already just like doing little designs and I was actually a a graffiti artist and I I used to do a lot of murals when I was in, uh, ever since I was in middle school, I, I, I kept doing uh, murals, uh, like in in walls. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Apparently there's a, there's a program where you learn these things and people will pay you for (laughs) <laughs> for for doing uh this thing that I actually really like. So the dream. Yeah. yeah. The dream. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I joined the design uh program in Mexicali in a university and that was uh, the first one ever in Mexico. Wow. The first year they did that. And the first wow. year. And there was there were a lot of there were no designers by the way. Teachers or teachers. <laughs> none of them were designers. All of them were or architects or artists or, but since there was a lack of uh, a design community in the city, they had to go with other uh, uh, creative people and other people that uh, uh, mm. made things like architects and engineers. And those those were teachers teaching us design. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, I did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, architectural diagrams back in in, in college. <laughs> wow, <laughs> because, because that's, that's <laughs> what they knew, and that's, that's what, what they knew.
1: Right, that's what they were teaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did did the, did the fact that there there was a design program did that help fuel a, a community at
0: all there later on? Or it it actually I think it flooded uh, Mexicali with a lot of designers. That's something that I actually wow. find a little bit sad because a lot of design programs open up, a lot of people that were like me. Okay, you know what? That's that sounds like a cool program. And a lot of people joined the design uh, in college for design. And it created a lot of designers that probably wasn't there really a a demand for designers, a lot of designers in, at least in Mexicali, at least from where I'm from. And so I think a lot of those programs actually shut it down because of that. But yeah, it was, I don't know, uh, it was kind of risky, uh, you know, because uh, in in Mexico and a lot, I think in a lot of countries, there's not a lot of, appreciation for for the work of the designer. You know, it's it's not very, uh, it's still seen, seen as someone that is just making doodles and someone that is just like playing with crayons. You know, and uh, there's, there's uh, culturally, there's not a, a lot, of, it, there's not a lot of value that is being given to design. So it's kind of tough to be a designer in, in, a, in mm. a place like yeah. that. It's uh, because there are, the jobs that are for designers, they don't pay that well either, you know, and it's uh, it's kind of tough, and I and I feel for them, uh, for for the people that are going through that. But the thing is that now we have this thing called the internet, and now we have this <laughs> thing called Dribble, where uh, you actually can put your stuff, and you can be in Mexicali. you can be anywhere in the world, yeah, and it's true. still be successful because then you can if your work consistent enough and you're uh, someone that is pushing always and, and always doing something and putting it out there then you have tools like 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 these that uh, will allow you to live anywhere and still be uh, someone that is doing something that they love and mm-hmm. get paid for it so uh, the idea of like finding a job that is a, a nine- to five job in from where I'm from from Mexicali, and in a factory that appreciates and values design, it's tough, but now you have this, all of these alternatives. And I think it's, it's great. It's, it, I don't know how, you, you don't know how happy that makes me uh, that mm. a lot of people have these opportunities now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully sites like Dribble have, have helped shine a light on folks that are globally you know, represented or, or underrepresented in the, in the, Design space, but yeah, talented beyond you know anything that. That's that's one of the things I love about Tribble too is is um is just to to discover people from all over the place and I'm almost more I get even more excited when I realize someone's from you know somewhere I've never heard of or (laughs) this country that I didn't even I don't even know where it is or and that's that you're right I think remote. You know, remote work is just exploding, and it's wonderful because right? it opens it opens up it opens a door for a lot of people.
0: Uh, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's it's really I don't know. It's really empowering for creative uh, for creative people that uh, mm-hmm. that they get to uh, work also for the creative people that uh, they get to work with with different uh, companies or and different people that value their work and that yeah. uh, that appreciate what they're doing, and they get to work on really fun stuff I don't know it's it's something that I uh, I uh, I really appreciate and I really appreciate that we live in a world where that is a lot that people the creative people still have a place to to keep creating what they do and still have a, a, a good likelihood yeah yeah totally it's it's great and I
1: switching gears a little bit but kind of related I, I wanted to mention your you have a podcast you host a podcast um and it's a it's a spanish language podcast which which I think is great yeah and i I took two years of Spanish in high school and I wish I had taken more so I could listen um, <laughs> Have you tried <laughs> listening to it and and just like trying to see if you get yeah. a, a couple of words there yes, there yes I, I i have and and that's it's actually fun because um there's little things that I remember and I pick up and then I try to you know and actually I, the the word for designer. Is just amazing to me. Um, it, it, I wonder if you could share it with with the diseñador y diseñadora. <laughs> yeah, that I like that title better than designer. So I might start using
0: that. <laughs> yes, uh, just yeah, everywhere. Start using diseñador with an Diseñador. Eñe. Eñe. Yeah, with right with the yes. <laughs> I, I, I
1: just <laughs> yeah, it looks great and it sounds great. So much better. I just got really excited when I when I saw that. Um. And, but, but this is cool because you're, the podcast, you're, you know, it's Spanish language. So you're, you're, you're focused on Spanish speaking designers, right. Or people in tech that are correct from, from other countries or not necessarily, I mean, not necessarily from other countries, but Spanish speakers. And, you know, I wonder if you could tell us about the origin of that and and how it's going.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll start with the selfish motive behind it. The selfish (laughs) motive was, uh, I, I just wanted to meet other uh, other uh, creative people in the field that that are over here that also speak my language, and I think it's uh, sometimes it's hard to find people that just speak your language. It just it feels really good whenever I, I get to speak Spanish with someone. Uh, I get really excited because it's uh, I don't get to speak my language uh, uh, that much, at least at work or anywhere else. Right. Uh, right. So it's uh, it's always nice to to go back and and be able to speak with someone and connect with someone that uh, speaks Spanish. Uh, That's the selfish part of it because I wanted to to do that. Uh, But I think it's really important to, to have something uh, and uh, many things that represent that community and, and, and these people that are over here or uh, uh, that are working in tech or working in a, Probably in a big company like Google or Netflix or Apple, uh, these people that uh, and these companies that when you are down there, like in back in Mexicali or anywhere down there in, in Latin America, they sound like too big and too far away. It's something that you you feel like you would never be able to do and to be able to be able to accomplish because uh, you live in a in a place where those opportunities don't exist. So you think that those opportunities will never be there for you. And I, I wanted to to have a, a place uh, uh, for other people to listen and say, hey, yes, you can do this. You can, there's people just like you that are also come from from Cuba or that come from uh, Argentina or come from uh, Mexico City in a small town just like yours that speak your same language, that have, uh, that that's, those same roots that decided to do this and they were able to do this. And, and it doesn't have to be success isn't defined by working for a big company. That's, that's not the purpose. It's, it's more like right. whatever that is that you think you want to do, there is an opportunity for that. And it's just about uh, pushing towards it. And the, for these people, uh, we have, we had a designer that, uh, that is, that was the, the, director of design systems in Airbnb, some uh, s- someone that I, I really admire. And this person uh, was a Latino. And I, I wanted other people to hear that, other Latinos to hear, A, hey, C, you, you and, and not only that, but also in their language, you know, this is yeah, just a person yeah. just like you. And, and I wanted right. to, to have a, a place where it feels, uh, these are just humans, that they're just doing what they love. And, and and you can be finding a place whatever it is that you that you do that you love doing you can also find a place to to keep doing that and and be successful at that and and, and be happy it could be dancing it could be it could be I don't know playing in a band it could be uh I don't know excel spreadsheets <laughs> whatever that is that <laughs> makes you really happy your language and your roots and your culture shouldn't be a limitation, but actually it should be a superpower and you should use it because that's something that makes you special. And I, uh, and I wanted, that's, that's kind of like a, kind of like my intention. It's like, Hey, it's just normal people, but at the same time, they're special too and you are special and and, and you hear them and you can relate to them. And, 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 this in a way could be you. And hopefully this uh, people inspire you. So that that was the intention of, of behind uh, doing it in Spanish where it yeah. felt more approachable. And it, it spoke to that, to that people, to my, my people in Mexicali, my people in in Sonora and, and they live in a little town, but still have access to listen to these kind of things. Uh, I don't know, probably get inspired to uh, achieve their goals and, and, and follow their dreams. That's, yeah. that was the intention.
1: That's super great. Um, yeah, it it seems like a fantastic um almost like you're building a little community with that it seems.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, selfish motives too just like get friends to uh get, <laughs> make all our friends too. Like oh, I me. don't think it's self. I don't think it's selfish. I I think uh yeah, you're providing
1: a a forum and a voice and it's, it's awesome. Um yeah. And you're also, I mean, there's so many things uh <laughs> you're doing that are that are really admirable too. And and I, I wanted to touch on Sketch Together as well, because that's another sort of voice or platform that you've created to share, you know, what you're doing and your process. And,
0: um, yeah. okay. I wonder, yeah, how that came about. And this, this also has, a, I'm going to start with the selfish reasons behind this too. <laughs> the, uh, why uh, the selfish reason is, uh, I started doing, Videos and, and uh, recording myself because I wanted to be better. I don't know, but more comfortable speaking uh, English mm-hmm. and, and like uh, getting better on my accent and better, getting better at like speaking in front of people or just like a, a, a present my work and, and present my ideas and probably uh, persuade other people, uh, be better at persuading other people of what I have in my mind and probably uh, get my my point across better. And I'm a huge believer of you can only get better at something by practicing and doing a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So in in a way I started doing videos and and started recording myself because I wanted to get better at it. I just wanted to get better at speaking in in front of people and in front of a camera and and putting it out there and being vulnerable and in knowing that that is not perfect, but, but I, it will get better if I keep doing it, you know? So that was one of the, my selfish reason, but also at the same time, I uh, I used to work at Udemy. Udemy is like a platform for uh, online right. learning. Yep, and it's yep. like a market. So anyone that wants to teach something, that knows that uh, has something they want to share, they can create a course and put it out there and probably make some money. So that's that's the whole idea. And then if you want to learn something very specific, you can take a course uh, from someone that is probably an expert, someone that really knows something about in a specific field. And boom, great. So I was I was trying to eat my own dog food. Is that how you say it? That idiom? yeah, yeah, eat your own dog food. Yes, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I said, you know what? Being a designer, there I wanted to uh, go through the pains that an instructor goes through. too. so that's why I I, I created some courses on Udemy too. You know, and I went through all the uploading a video and just like creating a curriculum and all that. I, that was also one of the things I wanted to learn that. But by doing that, I realized like, oh my God, I really love this. I actually really like this. I really like sharing what I know. And again, because if I, for me to to create a curriculum, I need to be very well organized and I need to understand really deeply uh, what I'm trying to uh, teach because uh, once I, I have to learn it to be able to teach it. So uh, it, in a way it was, uh, again, uh, for me to, to teach, I had to learn and, and, and learning for me was, was useful. And not only that, but all the people get to learn too. And all the people get to uh, understand what you understood. And uh, it, I don't know, it was kind of a, a it came from me wanting to grow, uh, to grow as a, a uh-huh. someone that speaks better, but also like someone that understands think different things better. And then at the same time, I, I don't know, I, I think it's important to, for other people to learn. And here, here's another thing. I uh, Specifically the YouTube channel. Uh, when I moved in here to San Francisco, I started working as a UX designer. I didn't know what the hell was that, man. I did not know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so... Uh, and, and I got hired. I, I was really lucky to be hired as a UX designer without really uh, having a lot of experience, any experience as a, as a UX designer. I was really lucky. And... Uh, but uh, I had to go through that process of learning what it was because I, my background was more like in graphic design, you know, and more in, uh, I, I was, I don't know, like making illustrations and making posters and making, a, and I did websites, but I, I was like a website designer. And that's, I thought that's what it was. And just a website designer, but not a UX designer, you know, that was totally different. And mm. and I was also cocky and I was like, Oh, UX designer, this looks easy. It's just, you just make rectangles and... <laughs> You just put text layers and you align them. You align everything to the left, and then you're you're good. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I thought I could do it, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> and you use blue on everything, and because every website is blue. Absolutely. Uh, no, but uh, I, I went through the, I, the realization that I I was not a good UX designer, and I wanted to to learn. I wanted to understand it better. And back then, there were there weren't a lot of learning resources to be honest and uh there were a lot of uh medium posts and medium posts were seen as like the uh i don't know like the bible you know like the medium post from this <laughs> right. person that is a leader in the community so you read it and and that's that's the gospel you know just like this is how things are done <laughs> you know and, <laughs> and uh so i went through that and i was like you know what I'm learning and I'm, uh, and I'm going through this process. I, 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 I want to share this, uh, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of other people that are going through that process too, that are making a transition from, uh, probably from like me, like graphic design into product design. Uh, and and probably they have the the same problem where there are not a, a lot of, uh, resources to learn and to get better at it because, uh, I, I did not learn that at school, you know? Uh, and I don't, I don't know how programs are on that, but uh, I did not learn that from school. And I was like, Hey, let's do something about it, about it. And let's share my process. And, uh, and that's how it started because of, of my own, uh, I went through that process. And now I, uh, now with sketch together, I, 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 do workshops. I started actually before the YouTube channel, I started doing workshops here in San Francisco, just live workshops. All right. awesome. And, uh, and and I wanted to first understand, like, uh, like, get to know people and see who are these people that are, is it all people just like me that are coming from graphic design and moving into this? And I learned that not, it's not only that, it's engineers, product managers, uh, a lot of uh, uh, psychologists, uh, a lot of uh, industrial designers, a lot of uh, people that are coming from all of these different fields and are trying to move into this field and... And, and I was like, okay, there is a need for, for this kind of stuff where other people want to learn this, uh, this thing. And, and not a lot of, uh, there's a lot of demand, but not a lot of, uh, uh, resources out there. So, so that's why I started too. I just wanted to, to help other people. Hey, let's, let's do it together. And that's why it's called sketch together because at the same time, it's just like, Hey, uh, we're we're in on this. I'm learning, by the way. I'm also learning, and I'm, what I'm learning, I'm putting. I'm making a video of it. Uh, so,
1: so yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> which is great. Again, yeah. like going back to sort of coming full circle with the, you know, sharing as a way of learning. Yeah, it seems like that the the entire channel is 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 about that, which is, which yeah. is great.
0: Yeah, and now, and one of my goals, like cause I was telling you, that uh, I wanted also to be better at. I don't know, public speaking or just like talking. I look at my first videos, man. Oh my God. I just like, I look like <laughs> I'm, I can see how nervous I am in front of the camera. I'm just like, okay, my friends, we are going to do this. And I'm so mechanical too. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I've gotten better. So that's, uh, that's something that I, I'm very thankful of uh, having a platform from all the people that are listening. So if, to if anyone that is subscribed to that, I, really really thankful because you, you 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 push me to keep on going and uh also like really uh really thankful that you are understanding that i'm not uh that i was probably i'm probably not great at a camera and probably but uh but we're here to learn and that's uh, that's the important thing yeah
1: well it's, it's genuine in it, in that shows and i think it's great I, I think it's amazing that you're sharing all this stuff and um, it, it's, it's a real service, you know, to the community. So thank I thank you on behalf of everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And thanks for being on with us today because it was, it was super great to hear everything. And there's like so many, we're gonna have to do a follow-up episode because there's so many things that, <laughs> that I want to follow up on and also that we didn't get to, but, um, that's the way it goes here in overtime sometimes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thanks again Pablo and it was nice. awesome to have you on.
0: Yeah, thank you, Dan. And, and I feel like I I only talked about myself. I did not get to uh, hear more about you. I I, I feel... <laughs> No, no, that's good. That's intentional.
1: I think I think okay. the uh li- overtime listeners have, have heard enough of me anyway. <laughs> this boy, okay. So I'm <laughs> glad. It was it, that yeah, the the ratio was was great. It was
0: uh okay. perfect perfect. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I I don't think I ever get to uh, to internalize these things. Like actually, like mm-hmm. w- why am I doing this? What? Why did I even start like the YouTube channel? Just like uh, having someone yeah. ask me, like, then I start realizing, oh, yeah, this is why. This is this is why I did it, and this is why I'm doing things. It's, it's something good to remind yourself what you have done, and also remind yourself why are you doing it? You know, and, and yeah. that's something that I. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm lucky enough to have people like you that, uh, is asking me, the why, uh, but it's something that I, I, invite everyone else to, to do for themselves. Uh, you know, like ask yourself, uh, why do you do that? And why are you do keep doing that? And, and, uh, it's a good exercise and, uh, I suppose like in mental health, right? Just like, uh, yes. why, uh, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I, am I happy? Am I, uh, right. Right. A, am I
1: enjoying this? Am I getting fulfilled yeah. out of this? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question to ask
0: because uh, you can you can really easily start doing things just mechanically and, and mm-hmm. just because that's what you need to do. But uh, it's always good to remind ourselves, uh, ask ourselves, like, is yeah, is, mm. am I enjoying this? Right. So I invite everyone to do that, and I I'm lucky enough for that I have you. Dan, to ask me this, uh, thank you. Uh, I, I think I am. I, I think I am enjoying what I am doing. So, thank you for reminding me of that. But everyone else, please ask yourself that.
1: Yeah, great advice, and I am glad you are enjoying it because we're we're benefiting from that. <laughs> so it's inspiring. I think all your um, endeavors are inspiring and encouraging. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for all of it.
0: Thank you. Well, cool. Do, do you have cool. something that you say at the, at the end of the show?
1: No, I just, th- that's it, really. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: that was perfect. This has been Overtime, Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cedarholm, and thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again.